it stopped. Just so you know, the clock stopped at 12. So, Good morning, everybody. Good to see you all. Happy New Year, if I forget to say it later on. So uh, this is New Year's Eve. How many of you are going to go stay up someplace tonight till midnight and bring the New Year in? All three of you. Man, there's a bunch of old people in here. I'm staying up till midnight, so uh, we, uh, we always bring the new year in. I kiss my wife as the ball's dropping down, and then we turn the lights off and go to bed. But, uh, you know, it's exciting, so it's good to have you all here. I think we're kind of waiting for everything to regenerate, so let me tell you a couple things real quickly that aren't up there. Uh, today is uh, Miss Pat's last Sunday. She's going to take off to Florida for a few months, so pray for her, and if you want to say your goodbyes, today would be the day for you to do that. Uh, Miss Carol, is she in here? There she is. is she, are you going to be here next Sunday? She'll be here next Sunday, then she'll be out for a few months as she's having surgery on her shoulder and uh, is not going to be able to function for a while, so uh, pray for her. Uh, if you did not already hear, Robert, where's he at? Robert's cancer has come back with a vengeance, and uh, it is terminal. So uh, we're just praying that the Lord would do something that only God can do right now. So the doctors will be meeting on Tuesday to find out what's going on there. Uh, it's, uh, in, it's in his bones now at this point, so uh, just pray for Robert. I know that he would appreciate it. Miss Jeanette as well. They'd appreciate your prayers. And now we've got some things back. If you're visiting with us for the first time, please uh, fill out a visitor's card or stop by the desk and uh, let us know that you're there. We have a gift for you. Scan that QR code if you're visiting online for the first time. Let us know you're out there listening. That's always a, an encouragement to us there. And the IFBF men's meeting is coming up Saturday, January the 13th. That's a week from this coming Saturday. So uh, we'll leave here at 7.30. Guys, if you're uh, interested in going, please just let us know so we can know how many are going. Usually we take about 15 or so. It is a great day. doesn't cost anything. They will take up an offering. Uh, they'll feed us very well, and uh, they'll have some great preaching, great time of fellowship, and it uh, is up there in Muncie. So uh, that is Saturday, January 13th. Leave here at 7.30. Get back here about 3.30 uh, in the afternoon. Then our missions conference is coming up. Let God Arise, starting January the 19th. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can see what the schedule is, 7 o'clock on Friday. Saturday is the big day. We have men's prayer breakfast, ladies' brunch. Following that, we separate it so that the guys and gals can babysit for each other whenever they have little ones. Uh, 4.30 is the international dinner. If you know how to cook something internationally, we would anticipate that you will show up at 4.30 with something for us to try. If you don't know how to do something internationally, there's this wonderful thing. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the Internet. <laughs> and uh, you can always give it a try, right? I mean, you say, I don't know if it'll work. Well, we'll never know, right? Because you can blame it on the, uh, on the international food. I can't believe those people eat that stuff. Okay, whatever. Uh, but anyway, and then all day Sunday, the missions conference, looking forward to that and uh, encouraging you to come out, be a part of all of those things. Our missionaries are important to us. Are they important to you? So come and be a part of what's going on with our missions programs. And so uh, that'll be important for you to know as we move into the new year. And then a friendly reminder, please check your mailboxes. Uh, many of them are overrun with Christmas cards because some of you keep forgetting to check them. So you should have a mailbox out here. If you don't have a mailbox, I tell them, I, here's what I always say, you can do one of two things. You can get offended or you can just let somebody know that you don't have a mailbox, all right? So you have some options, but there you go. Go check your mailbox, and, uh, and, if, and I guess the third problem is that you might go out and check your mailbox and there's nothing in it. But anyway, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. And then our missionaries of the week are Joe and Hallie Taylor in Chile, and I forgot to get their newsletter, so we're going to pray for Joe and Hallie Taylor uh, down in Chile. They look like they're about 12, don't they? Um, but they're not. They're a young married couple and serving the Lord down in Chile, so if you would remember them in your prayers. Let's have the men come. We'll take up the morning offering. Our teenagers went to winter camp uh, this weekend, so Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday. So if they're falling asleep, you know, feel free to go over and, I mean, go over and uh, wake them up, and uh, that'll be uh, good for them, but they've had a good time. Tonight, we'll hear from some of them about uh, what God did uh, for them down there at winter camp. I'm looking forward to hearing about those. And then also tonight, I'll mention this before we pray, uh, we're going to uh, observe the Lord's table tonight, so kind of prepare your hearts uh, this afternoon and come ready for that. Brother Ed, would you ask God's blessing on the offering upon the tailors and uh, Chile as well, please? Sure. Let's pray. Father, thank you for another day that we can come and 
worship you in spirit and in truth. I pray you would bless this time together. We pray for the tailors, Lord, and Chile as uh, they're serving you on the foreign field. We just pray you'd bless them, meet their needs in a special way. God, for this uh, offering, we pray that you would just help us to use it wisely, further the, the, of the gospel, and we'll just thank you for it all. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Did forget to mention, too, uh, Dr. Ruley had a heart attack on Friday. Uh, he is doing fine. They were able to catch it early, did a stint. Uh, he should be going home this morning, that's the Lord willing. Uh, but he will have to go back and have a bypass. There's another place where they found some blockage that they couldn't repair with the stent. So he has that coming up in his future. So if you'd remember him in your prayers as well. Okay, Dan. Thank you, DeAndre. Boy, isn't it great to hark the herald angels sing. Can you imagine what the shepherds must have, how they would have reacted to that when they're out there and all of a sudden the angel appears and explains to them what is going on and there was suddenly a heavenly host singing and praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And I uh, can't imagine being there and being those shepherds and then going and seeing the baby. Uh, Truly, it is a great time of year to celebrate Christ's birth. And now, on New Year's Eve, we are going to sing about our new life in Christ. And so the first song we'll sing is A New Name and Gloria. Let's stand, and uh, we'll sing together. <clears throat> Yeah. 
to the Romans chapter 9, beginning in verse 25. <clears throat> As he saith also, and I'll say, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people, there shall be called uh, the children of the living God. Esaias also crieth concerning Israel, Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved, for he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. And as Esaias said before, except the Lord of Sabaoth had left us a seed, we had been as Sodom and been made like unto Gomorrah. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which follow not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore? Because they sought it not by faith, but, as it were, by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone as it is written, Behold, I lay in Sion a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. May the Lord prosper his word whereto he sent it. You may be seated. Well, all right, so we're going to do a little choir stuff right now. And I have a choir announcement in relation to this. The choir is going to start back up next week. And since I have the privilege of being up here and talking, I'm going to let you know that you're all invited to join the choir next week. So, uh, yeah, seriously, if you've been thinking about it or considering it, um, it's a short-term commitment this time around. Or we're going to be back together for a few months, and then we'll take a pause in the summer. We're going to be doing some easier music, and I want to encourage you guys all to just join up. Is the more people that are in the choir, the better it sounds. And uh, we'd love to have you if you're thinking about it. Come on up. Next practice will be next week, Sunday night, 5 o'clock. And I uh, look forward to having you. So, all right, the next song. This is a round. So we'll do it a couple of different ways. Okay? So the first time, I'll sing first and you sing second. And then the next time around, we'll divide it a different way. All right? It's a short little chorus. Enjoy it as we sing. I sing a new song. I sing a new song. I sing a new song. Since Jesus came. Side and then that side. Are you guys ready? All right, you guys first. Here we go. I sing a new song. I sing a new song. Since Jesus came, serve a new master. Last time we'll do it. Ladies and the guys. Are you ready? Here we go. I sing a new song. I sing a new song. Sing Jesus. Let's go. Faster. Sir. Walk a new Walk a new 
praise the Lord. We have new life in Christ. We can be happy with it, right? All right, next one. I am resolved no longer to linger. Let's stand and we'll see you together.
Savior cares for me. Wow, what a, what a blessing that is, and especially I know some of you are really needing to remind, be reminded that Jesus does care. My, the, uh, the old hymn by that same name, Does Jesus Care? Uh, my, I had a five-year-old brother that was killed, um, hit by a car and killed when he was five years old. I didn't know him. I wasn't born yet. And the, uh, my mom had that song sung at his funeral. So it's always kind of been uh, a close song for our family. Take your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians, the third chapter. This is, it may surprise you, the last day of 2023. 2024 is upon us, unless the Lord comes back. 
or something else happens, we're here, right? And it's a new year, and so uh, every year we kind of go through these whole things, and today I'm going to ask you to kind of make up two lists. You can do this in your mind, but I'm going to encourage you to go home and do it on paper, uh, just because I think it'll be good for us to do it. Uh, but uh, this time, two lists, not just one, and we'll explain it in just a moment. As we look at Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12, it says, Not as though I had already attained. This is the Apostle Paul writing. Neither were already perfect. He says, I understand that I haven't gotten everywhere I need to be. By the way, if the Apostle Paul was coming to the conclusion that he wasn't everything he needed to be in Christ, do you think you and I have something to work on? <clears throat> so uh, anyway, uh, neither, were I, neither, neither were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may, have, may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ. Jesus, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I, I'm going to, this has nothing to do with the message, this is just my little pet peeve, that one thing, right? Uh, the Bible's got several statements about one thing, uh, because I think God knows how easy it is for us to multitask. People brag about being multitaskers. I'm a multitasker. Anybody multitasks. Everybody multitasks. You're multitasking right now. You're kind of pretending to be paying attention to me while you're thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch. Uh, you know, some of you are texting, playing video games on your phones, things like that. You know, all kinds of things going on. Everybody multitasks. You know what people struggle to do? One thing. To focus on one thing. The Apostle Paul said, this one thing I do. And then it's kind of funny because he's going to name more than one thing. Uh, but it's, he sums it up as a one thing. Forgetting those things that are behind, reaching forth unto those things that are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Father, as we face yet another year, help us, God, to allow you to do a work to challenge us, to push us, to give us drive a desire to focus on the things of you in 2024. May this year truly be a unique year for us as Christians in our private walk, for us as a body of believers at Southeast Baptist. May we see your hand doing unusual things. And Father, we will thank and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're going to make two lists, all right? And, the first, and we're just going to follow the scripture. He says, this one thing I do. And what's the first thing he says? Forgetting. Forgetting. I want us to consider, what things ought we to forget? And I want you to write them down, because I don't want you to forget to forget them. Do you understand? There are certain things that we need to let go of. Let it go. I'm just... Uh, we need to just let it go, right? I, I, I have... This is... Oh, I, I have to be honest. I'm not one of those people that kind of... I, it's, it's to my wife's chagrin that I live literally one day at a time. I don't worry about what I'm going to do tomorrow until tomorrow gets here, and I don't care about what happened yesterday because I'm already in today. And, and that is a wonderful way to live sometimes. Sometimes it's like, you know, things slip up on you. You're like, oh, man, I really needed to do that two weeks ago to get ready for tomorrow. But anyway, when you live that way, it's like... But, but one of the things we need to do is forget. We've got to learn how to be people who are willing to leave some things behind. And I'm going to give you some ideas. You might come up with some things on your own, all right? But let me give you some ideas. One of the things you ought to forget is things that God has already forgiven you for. You know, there are people who drag around their sin, their guilt, when they no longer are in guilt. There is a, there is a time to feel guilt. And that is when we are in the middle of our sin or when we are carrying our sin around unconfessed, then we ought, to, we ought to bring it to the Lord, right? If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But once He's done that, folks, once He's done it, stop beating yourself up for it. Okay, you failed. You and everybody else in the room, right? We've all done this. We've all failed. It's time to quit living under the guilt of something that you're no longer guilty for. When we bring things to Christ, the guilt is taken off of us and placed on Him. And we are forgiven. And some of you are just stuck. 
uh, and you keep beating yourself up. There's an old, an old country gospel hymn, and some of you have heard it, I'm sure, called, What Sins Are You Talking About? All four of us. I'll tell you the story. I'm not going to sing it for you. But it's, the story is like this. This guy keeps coming to the Lord and said, Lord, please forgive me for, for what I, you know, I'm going to make something up here. Please forgive me for what I said about so-and-so three weeks ago. Lord, please forgive me for what I said about so-and-so two weeks ago. Lord, please forgive me for what I said about so-and-so you know, five weeks ago. Six, it keeps adding up, and the Lord finally looks at him and says, what sins are you talking about? And the, the chorus says, I don't remember them anymore. You know what the Bible says? He literally separates us from our sins. He buries them in the deepest sea and remembers them no more. God doesn't keep bringing them up. Once it's done, it's done. And so some of you need to make a list. You know what? I'm going to quit beating myself up for this. I failed, and maybe I failed miserably. And maybe you're still paying for it. I know sometimes we're reminded of our sin, right? I mean, let me give you an example. So... uh, you know, you do something and it causes your wife to pack her bags and leave. Well, every time you walk home, walk into the empty house, you're reminded that you failed utterly, right? I understand that. That there's reminders in life sometimes about our sin. But that's life's reminders. That's not God's. God has forgiven it. And there's no reason for us to carry the guilt around. So make a list. What is it? I, you know, God has forgiven it. Here's what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 8. It says, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. That's the God that we have. He's willing to forgive us. And so, you know, make a list. I'm going to forget those things that are behind. You know, within that same concept, right? How about this one? Failures that you can't undo. Right? I mean... All right, if I can fix it, I I should fix it. I'm not suggesting that we don't fix some failures. But some things you can't undo, right? You just can't. Um, I share this story a lot, and I want you to know that it is not because of guilt. I share it because of grace. You understand? I want to exalt the grace of God. But I became a youth pastor at 17, and I love and still to this day, I love speed. Not the drug, the car. I like getting into a car and driving fast. I do. And the faster I can get from point A to point B, the better it is. The, I mean, if I can get there quickly, then it's going to be a better day, right? Just, that's the way it works. And I just, I started on a, and I'm, a, I'm a youth pastor, but I started getting speeding tickets. And getting speeding tickets. And getting speeding tickets. And one day, in my early 20s, the police officer said, I'm not going to give you a speeding ticket. Get out of the car. Handcuffs, down to the jailhouse, mug shots, fingerprints, the whole thing. I'm a youth pastor. I know better. Right? I do. I know better. And God said, John, I'm tired of playing this game with you. I'm done. So let's just help you out here. Right? I'm going to help you get over this one. Now, I had to deal with that, you know, as far as the guilt part of it, because that's a pretty major failure. And it wasn't one that stayed quiet, especially when you live in a small town like Franklin was back then. I was youth pastor in Franklin, Indiana, uh, 35 years ago. And uh, so I come to church on Sunday, and everybody knows. And uh, the church was gracious. They could have and probably should have just said, you're done, get out of here. But they didn't. And uh, that's the grace of God working. Uh, I did go for the next several weeks being driven around by teenagers because I was not allowed to drive until I got my license back and uh, by teenagers' parents and by a young lady that I was dating at the time who's now sitting back there as my wife. And uh, so and this is what I had. I mean, it was humiliating. And the teenagers lovingly referred to me not as PJ, Pastor John, but as PB, no, it's JB, I'm sorry, JB, jailbait. <laughs> so anyway, it was what it was, you know. Uh, but I tell you that story to elevate the grace of God. I mean, it, it could have it been something I could have said, you know what, I'm done. I mean, I'm all washed up. I, I've failed miserably. Or I can accept the idea that God's grace is sufficient. 
and that when God forgives us, he forgets what he's forgiven. And if he can do that, I can move forward. And uh, so uh, we need some failures can't be undone. If you can't undo them, write it down. You know what? I failed. I, I, I'm, how about this one, guys? I forgot my wife's birthday. I didn't, but if you did, that's a pretty big one. <laughs> but you can't undo it. You know how that works? You can't undo it. It's done. So just put it behind you. Forgetting those things that are behind. Goals that you set last year about this time and you didn't achieve them, you can spend the rest of 2024 beating yourself up for what you didn't do in 2023. Or you can forget those things that are behind and reach forth in those things that are before. Write it down. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to set this aside. I'm not going to let this determine how I approach 2024. Forgetting those things that are behind. You know, there are some circumstances over which you have no control. Would you say amen to that, Robert? Some circumstances over which you have no control. Now, the things you can control, you ought to, right? I mean, if you... I have about five kids. I would tell you their names, but they already know who they are, and they're not here. But um, in my Bible class, and they're consistently late. Every, I, I'm the first hour of school, and every morning you're going to come in five to ten minutes late. And if you can be consistently five to ten minutes late, you can be consistently on time. I'm sorry, but that's just the reality of it, right? Leave five minutes earlier, and you're consistently on time. Uh, and so it, it's like, it just can drive me nuts. So the things that you can change, you ought to. But the circumstances you can't change, you know, if you're late because... You know, there's an accident, and you're sitting there, and you know you're going to be late, and you know that Pastor John's going to razz you about it whenever you finally get there late, because that's his pet peeve, and he's just going to let me have it. But I can't change it. And there are some circumstances in your life that you can't change. You know, the Bible says things like this. Who can add, by taking thought, who can add a cubit to his stature? Well, apparently your pastor cannot. Would you agree? I mean, if I could, do you think I would? 5'6 is not the greatest height to go through life at. It could be worse, 5'3, right, Ernie? I'm, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know how tall you are, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when the locks came to join our church, I was like, praise the Lord, there's somebody shorter than me. <laughs> because every teenager, I'm counting the girls, every teenager's already passed me up. It's like, okay, whatever, it just is what it is when you're going through. But I can't change it, right? So I don't, what am, what am I going to do? If I can... I, can, I need to change it. But the things I can't change, why am I going to literally go through life fretting, worrying, stewing, frustrated over that that I have no control over? I can't control it. So let it go. You know, the Bible says things like this. It, it says we should trust in the Lord at these times. In fact, it says like this. Trust in the Lord and do good. I like that. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to the understanding. Those kinds of things. When we're, when we're facing circumstances we can't fix, God just calls upon us to trust him, to trust him with what we can't do. Write it down. These are the things I'm not going to let 2024 define me. It's not going to happen. I'm going to forget those things which are behind. Here's another one. Other people's reactions. Some of them have been addressed. Some of them maybe need to be addressed. That's a separate issue, right? But do you know what? It's time to let go. So-and-so said something that hurt your feelings. Can I be the one to say this? Wah! Forget those things which are behind. Seriously? You are going to let what someone said or didn't say dictate your joy and your contentment for the next, 20, for the next year in 2024? That makes zero sense. You have given them all the power and you've surrendered it all. You're weak and, and it's not the place to be. Write it down. I am not going to let this happen. I can't, I can't determine how you respond to things. I have no control over your feelings, your thoughts, and your emotions. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let that. Let that be my defining moment. Forgetting those things that are behind. Here's another one. Others' shortcomings. One of them is others' reactions. This time it's others' shortcomings. Some people get so fixated on other people's shortcomings that they forget 
to grow themselves. Right? You know what Matthew 5 says? Judge not, that you be not judged. For with what measure you judge, it's going to be returned to you. In other words, if I hold you to this standard, guess where you're going to hold me? (laughs) Uh, We've got to be careful how we're doing this, right? I'm I'm not going to focus. I've got enough of my own shortcomings to worry about myself to have to worry about all of you, your shortcomings. And I'm not going to let them define my year. Forgetting those things are behind. But then he goes on. And this is, of course, the part of the message you would expect on New Year's Eve. And reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark. So not only should we say, I'm gonna, there's some things I'm going to forget. But there are some things we ought to set as goals. We ought to put out there in front of us that we're going to do these things. Now, some of these we can just kind of walk back through our list, right? Because we could say, uh, sins that are forgiven, I need to forget. But if we're sitting here this morning with unconfessed sin, I don't want you to forget that. I want the Holy Spirit of God to do his job, to convince you of sin and of righteousness and of judgment I want this to be a moment in which you say, you know what, I'm not going to live this way in 2024. I muddled through 2023 holding on to my petty, silly little sin that I didn't want to let go of. I'm not going to do that in 2024. I'm going to confess my sins and forsake my sins, and I'm going to find out what it is to have victory in Jesus over sin, over that sin this year. And you need to write it down. You know, this is, this is something that I've just been hiding, or worse. Have you ever gotten to this place in your Christian life? I have. To where you no longer hide it. You don't care what people think. This is the way I am, and I don't care. Well, you know what? God does. He cares so much that he gave his son to die for you so that you don't have to be that way anymore. You don't have to be that way anymore. And so, not only should we forget the, uh, the confessed sin, the, the forgiven sin, but if there's something hanging out there that we haven't yet dealt with, let's start the year off the way God intends, that clean slate. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. Let's go to him, and let's ask him to forgive. Let's find out what victory looks like in 2024. So if there's that unconfessed sin, let's deal with that. Those failures that you can't undo, what about the ones we can undo? So, friends, let's go back to the silly little example of I forgot my wife's birthday. I didn't, okay, but if I had, you know what I can do? I can go ask my wife to forgive me and I can remind her that it was not because I did not love her, but it's because I'm so stupid I got busy with things of myself, right? You understand? So I can't undo it, but I can work toward mending the failure I'm not supposed to just ignore failures. Well, you know, people just have to live with it. This is the way I am. Hello? Seriously? That's the way you want to live your life? I'm going to live in defeat. This is the way I am. I guess people just have to... No! Jesus died to give us strength. So if we can undo that, or if there's some failure that we can work toward fixing, then let's do that. Goals from last year that we didn't achieve, I don't want you to beat yourself up over 2024, but if they're worthy goals then let's keep pursuing them. Let's press toward that mark. Let's figure out what we need to keep on the list, and and let's make the list of it. We have circumstances over which you have no control, right? We can deal with that, but what about the ones you do have control over? I just was telling you about the kids being late. You know, there's some things we have control over. That has nothing to do with, you know, um, there's an illustration in um, Changed into His Image, and the guy says to his coach, Coach, I just I can't get out of bed. I, just, I, I set three alarms, and I keep just turning them off, going back to sleep. And, and the coach says, Would it help if I were to call you in the morning? Oh, yes, coach, that would be great. If you would do that, I would be certain to get up. And he says, Okay, but before we start that process, let me ask you this question. When the alarm goes off the first time, does the Spirit of God nudge you to say, Hey, you need to get up and not go back to bed? Yeah. So you're literally saying that you would do something for me as your coach that you won't do for the Holy Spirit of God? Ouch. What I can correct, right? The circumstances that I have power over, I need to deal with. 
uh, if someone's reactions have been that way. Here's what, you know what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5? The Bible says in Matthew 5, if you've offended someone, leave your gift, go, no, I'm saying this wrong. Matthew 5 is, if someone's offended you, leave your gift, go and talk to them, and get it, get it taken care of. Matthew 18 is like, if you've offended someone, leave your gift, go and talk. No matter whether you were the offender or the offended, you have a job to do here. So if there's something that's bugging you that somebody's done, and by the way, you don't have to talk about every little thing. Ladies, can I say this to you? <laughs> we don't have to talk about every little thing. We just don't. The Bible says it is the glory for one of God's people. It is his glory to overlook. His glory to pass over is the way the Bible says it. To pass over a transgression. Sometimes somebody says something because they're irritable because they didn't get enough sleep last night. And I can say, you know what? It's not that big a deal. I don't have to talk to death. I don't have to do anything. They don't have to apologize to me. I can just simply put it off. It's done. It's a glory, my glory, God's glory, to simply pass over a transgression. Just let it go, right? But if I can't let it go, then rather than just let it fester for the next 20, 12 months, next 20, you know, 2024, I need to go and do what God says. Go and talk to that person. It's an amazing thing. It amazes me how many times people who I think they won't listen, they won't want to hear it, they how many times when I actually do what God says, that they're like, I'm sorry, I did not know. And all of a sudden, a relationship is mended. And so now we're going through 2024 having that mended relationship. What a great thing that is. So, you know, sometimes we just have to let things go and, and put them behind us. Sometimes we need to deal with them. And if that's something that's out there on your agenda, put it down. Let's make this a good time to do that. Uh, shortcomings, etc. Goals, goals to consider. Uh, you know, here's what James says in James chapter 1. Be a doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass, he beholds himself and goes this way and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. Here's the idea. You go, you're, you're like, you get dressed, you're ready for church. So this morning I'm standing over here uh, and uh, Jonathan keeps trying to turn me around. What are you trying to do? And there's something stuck to the back of my jacket. I don't know what it is. Was it a thread or something? I don't know. It was a string. Or it stuck to the back of my jacket. And I said, thank you, Jonathan. There was no one here to dress me this morning. And so, you know, and... Uh, but the idea is that had I looked in the mirror and I've got this string hanging down on this lapel here and I see it, it's not that big a deal, and walk away, right? Look in the mirror and I've got you know, spinach stuck to my front tooth. And look in the mirror and my hair is all out of whack. <laughs> you know, whatever. You get. The idea is I look in the mirror for a reason, right? And the reason is so that I can fix what I see. That's the reason. Now, there are those here in James chapter 1 who look and beholding them, their natural face in a glass, forgetting what manner of man he was, forgetting what he's just seen, walks away and just lives with it. But as we're here this morning and we're reflecting on, our, we're looking at our reflection in God's mirror. And he's showing us something. 2024 is ahead of us. Let's start this year right. Let's not just walk away this morning and forget what manner of man we are. Let's let God do something. Let's set some goals here. We've got some things to, to actually set goals for. Now, I'm going to add some things from the list that we just gave. I want to add a couple things for us to consider on a list. This is no question that this is... Um, self-serving, all right? You could look at it that way. But the reality is this is what God wants us to do. If I were to ask you, I'm not, so please do not respond. If I were to ask you, who are you currently trying to reach with the gospel? Does a name come to mind? Is there someone that you're actually out there working on for the gospel of Christ? Because I'm going to tell you, that's something to add to our goal. 
I would add it. I would, I would try to make it very simple. Let's, do you think, what, what do you think it would be like if everyone in this room spent the next 12 months and once a week all we did was invited someone to come to church with us? Once a week for 12 months we're going to do that. 52 weeks, 52 people times however many people are here, 52 people are going to get invited to church 2024. Do you think it would make a difference in somebody's life, potentially? What if then we added to that, and once a month, 12 times in this next 12 months, I'm going to share the gospel with someone. I'm going to get to the place of actually telling someone how they can know Jesus Christ as their Savior. What if we set a goal like that? Do you think of this many people, times 12, shared the gospel, that the gospel would do what the gospel does? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. That's what the Bible says. So I want to challenge you to set some unique goals that would reflect a, a challenge to you. You say, Pastor, I'm already inviting people to church every week. Great. Okay, so maybe, maybe that's not your goal. I'm just saying. Let's challenge ourselves to set some unique spiritual goals that would have an impact not on our personal life so much as on the cause of Christ. As on the reason we're here. The cause of Christ. For some of you, this is as simple as, I'm going to share the gospel with my kids because I've never actually done that before. Or with my grandkids because I've never actually done that before. It's, it's as simple as that, right? You don't have to find some stranger that you don't really know and love you can go to people who, who you would just be devastated if they don't spend eternity with you in heaven and tell them about Jesus. It's that simple. And we impact the cause of Christ. It goes beyond us, which is really what the Apostle Paul is dealing with here in Philippians 3. We press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And that prize is more than just about me. Do you understand? So, 2024 is before us. And we have a God who says, I want to wipe the slate clean, and you, you're part of this. Forget those things that are behind. Forget them. Can't change them. Let's move forward. But with that in mind, let's press toward the mark. Let's reach unto those things which are before. Let's set some goals. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please. 2024 is upon us. And I, I, you know, the truth is we use the new year as a step, stepping point. But the reality is this is a daily thing, right? I mean, every day is a clean slate before God. Every day we forget the things that we failed at yesterday and press toward the mark the next day. We use the new year as a, just a starting point, a jumping point. But is there anyone here who say, Pastor John, there's some things I need to forget. There's some things I've been carrying with me that God doesn't want me to carry. There's some things that I've, I've let drag me down that I have no control over. There are some things that have already been forgiven and forgotten by God, but I'm not letting go. Pastor, there's some things I need to forget. Would you pray for me? that in 2024 I can forget those things and move forward for the things of God. Pastor, that's me. Would you slip your hand up? Let me see that so I can pray for you. Hands have just shot up all over the place. Maybe it's your Pastor John. Having forgotten those things, God has brought up some things that I need to set before me. God has brought some things to mind that I need to pursue, that I need to press toward, there are some things I need to put on that list to say I am not going to falter in this. I'm going to forget those things, but I'm going to move forward. And Pastor, God's brought some things in my mind I need to put on that list. Pastor, would you pray that 2024 I'll find some faithfulness and victory in, in what Jesus is doing in my life and help me to press toward that mark? Would you pray for me, Pastor? Would you slip your hand up? Let me say that. 
almost an identical number of hands, different hands. Maybe. Maybe there's someone here who says, Pastor, the reality is I'm not even certain I'm a Christian. And you're telling me how I'm going to live my Christian life. You're telling me that how we can forget those things and move forward for the things of Christ. But the reality is, Pastor, I'm not certain if I died today I would go to heaven. And I'm concerned about my soul, about where I would spend eternity. Pastor, that's where I'm at. Would you pray for me? Is there anyone here like that? Would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can pray for you? Anyone like that at all? Father, we thank you for another year that you've put behind us, giving us the privilege to live it out. God, some of it was good and we were successful and some of it we failed. Lord, help us not to live in that past, but to put those things behind us and reach forward. God, help us to, as we face another year, to take seriously our walk with you, our impact on the cause of Christ, and help us to press toward that mark. Be with each and every one that's raised their hand for both of these reasons. Lord, give them your grace, your strength beyond measure, your peace that passes understanding. God, help us to know you in a, in a new way, in a greater way, as we enter a new year. And Father, we will thank and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing together, Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. As we sing together, the altar is open to you. You step out. Maybe this is the right way to start your new year, right here on your face before God, and, and just let God begin this year in a, in a unique way. As we sing together, you step out. Let the Lord have his way. Would you? Jesus, appreciate your kind attention and response to the uh, message throughout. I, I do appreciate that. Tonight, come back ready to hear some, uh, some of the things that God's done in the hearts of our teenagers over this uh, short two and a half days of camp that they had. And uh, I don't know if you heard, but the bus broke down the way back and we had to get some people to help go pick them up. They're just like in Brown County down in Morgantown area. But uh, I, I want to say I appreciate how I put on Facebook, I need some help and I was literally turning people away. I had so many people saying, we can help, we can help, we can help, we can help. And I, that, that's what makes our church just such a wonderful place to be. And I appreciate how you're doing that. Apparently we got all the kids back, I guess. Anybody, did we leave anybody down there? There was one parent that was paying me to leave them, but we didn't. Uh, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Nobody did that. But anyway, uh, so be back for that tonight. And also be ready to uh, participate in the Lord's table tonight. Um, so we have... We have a couple of deacons that won't be here, so guys, if you're able to help us out with the Lord's table, if you'd see Pat, Brother Ken, Pastor Ken, yeah, see Brother Ken back there, and uh, he would be, uh, he'd be appreciative of knowing that uh, he's got some help there, right? Anything else I'm supposed to be announcing? Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, give you peace, love you all, God bless you, you're dismissed. <laughs>